Yo, this is Fat Cat LaFleur, and you listen to PS Podcast Network. This is Officer Mo Weekin coming to you straight from Port Fouchon, Louisiana, on the beautiful Gulf of Mexico. You're listening to the Magic Our Way podcast with your hosts, Kevin, Danny, Eli, and the ever so lovely Lee Lastovica. Take it away, guys. Jumbo, everyone. Harambe. And welcome to another edition of the, the Magic, Magic Our Way, Way podcast. podcast. Sante Sana, everyone. You're listening to the Magic Our Way podcast from New Orleans, Louisiana, in the United States of America. We are artistic buffs talking about dizzy stuff, and this is a show in which every opinion is welcome. MagicOurWay.com is where you can find us. My name is Kevin. I'm Danny. And on the show, we follow the dizzy concept of edutainment, where we focus on your entertainment, and along the way, you just might learn a thing or two, definitely on these shows, guys. And always in this discussion, we have our resident comic genius from IvoryComics.com, Mr. Eli Ivory. How you doing, sir? Doing good, man. How you guys doing over there? We're good, man. We're ready to get uh, spooky and learn some stuff. I'm creeped out, man. I'm creeped out. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> Tis the season for spooky. Tis the season indeed. That was a very lazy boo. It was like, boo. <laughs> it's like you lost the boo. I think I'll throw up a Boo. 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 And uh, joining us in the Vad City Studios in town is Mr. Mockingbeard Creepy Drippy Dwarf, Lee Earp. How you doing, Lee Lastavica of Magical Moments Vacations? Yes, sir. How are you guys doing, man? What it's, do you think of our new boudoir? I like me likey. Yeah? It's very nice. I like it a lot. It's very, I like the color, the wasabi. The wasabi? That's, That's right. Nice. It's the first time yeah. you've been in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. He's hasn't, hasn't been there. I yeah, forgot about that. We've got the little coffee station over here. Mm-hmm. We've got the, the drink station over here. Bar. I'm at the table. E- Eli's the bartender over here by the fridge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, man, we got it going on. I like it. And That's I'm at the nice. table with you guys. I walked in. I said, what? Yeah, Danny, he's got like the whole video game set up over here. You think he's a lawyer. He actually just plays Xbox all day over on this thing, man. What is that? That's a cool setup. Oh, his Batman setup. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like Batman, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> like the five thousand screens. I was gonna say, how do you get Xbox out of that? I mean, that's Xbox right over there. No, but I'm saying, like, if I, if I was gonna play Xbox, I'd play it on that. No, Fully that's, that screen's bigger. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah see, so like, like where those monitors are, he's got the thing that it lifts up and all of that stuff. Yeah, man. it's cool. It's, man. In, it's intriguing. It's all hydraulics. And yeah, stuff. it looks like some Batman. Over there. It <laughs> is. Well, welcome, sir. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. Thank Glad you. to be here. And also on the show joining us is our uh, longtime weekend uh, officer weekend, Kirk Landry. How you doing, sir? Hello. This it's a nice, nice place you have here. You like that? I like, I like it. Is you this mean, your first time in here too? No, no. no I was saying he's been here before. No, the last time I was here is I see it lit up now. Last time I said the lighting was subdued. Oh, we should have did the subdued. It, it had some, yeah, we had some, it had some mood, mood music going on. It was very. Um, but no, last time you did, we did. We, we had the light on. No, no, he's right. When we, really? he came in, it was a Sunday. Oh, that's right. We, we were commenting uh, on that's, right, yeah. that's right. That's right. That's right. It was the remember, first time I, in here. I was sitting next to you right there. Eli was sitting next to you right here, and you were getting all romantic and stuff. No, yes, that's I was. Right. Yes. Remember, so you remember show. that. You remember yeah. that romantic. He was every, very happy to have us both Every right damn show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of love to it's be given. It's kind of spooky, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's appropriate for this show. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, we uh, thank you for everybody joining. You know, you're probably wondering why I asked you here today. And <laughs> no, why'd you ask the guest here? <laughs> no, I have no, no, I didn't. But anyway, guys, we're, we, uh, we got a great show. 
Uh, this is our big Halloween 2019 show, and uh, we're talking about the Haunted Mansion Ghosts. One of our big Halloween shows. One of our big Halloween shows. Yes, yes. it's yes. a part one, and then there's part two follow. Part dose. Yes. yes. Part dose. So uh, we're looking forward to uh, uh, hearing more about and learning the actual names of some of these ghosts and who are these ghosts are and some of the backstory. So, uh, yeah, this year we're giving you some education. So that way, so when somebody asks you the name, hey, what's that ghost over there in the Haunted Mansion? You can skillfully say, yeah, that's Mr. So-and-so or that's Mickey Mouse. uh, uh, Gus or that's Lee or that's, you know, whoever. Gus. Gus Gus or something. (laughs) Yeah. So, guys, look, enough of our jibber jabber. Let's go learn more about the magic. Woo. Moegans, ladies and gentlemen, back in the spring of 2019, exactly on uh, MOW show number 282, we did a family feud game show competing two podcasts against each other, Dole Whip versus the WW Navigators. Go ahead and go check that out. It was a lot of fun. Uh, But in the process of creating that show, we had actually done a survey and sent it out to a bunch of our friends, families, and Moegans. And um, we had a question that said... uh, Name a haunted mansion ghost. Yes. And we have a variety of answers that came through, <laughs> like Mickey Mouse. Yeah. Your mom. Mm-hmm. A bunch of stuff like that. And we're like, I'm like, Danny, I think we really need to educate. Um, you know, this is no fault. I, mean, I know some of you on the weekends, some of you listeners probably know your stuff, but I know there's a good portion of you guys based upon our survey. And we did a lot more than 100. If you remember, we got about over 200 responses. Yes. Uh, there's a good bit of you guys that could probably use some help and some education. A little bit. As it were, on the Haunted Mansion Ghost. And so for our big Halloween show for 2019, we are talk- we're, we're going to teach you guys about the Haunted Mansion Ghost. Who they are, the names, the mom and them, all that kind of stuff. And I'm going to toss it to two of our biggest... Uh, Haunted Mansion fans, uh, you know, we got Danny, of course, Danny, if you don't, if you listen to the show, and you don't know Danny's a big Haunted Mansion fan, then uh, I don't want you've been listening to, but it's not us. <laughs> <laughs> True that. So open your ears and start, get to listening because you're about to get educated. Listen well. Seriously. Yes. And then also too, we brought back uh, a, a long time a weekend and our social media Maven. Maven? Maven? Proctor? Mavis? Mavis, Office of Weekend. Maybe it's Maybelline. He's also, if y'all don't know, a huge Haunted Mansion fan. In fact, he's wearing a Haunted Mansion shirt as I speak right now. I am so. I am. Yes, yes, you are. So I'm going to turn it over to you guys who's going to take us through a journey. And I'm looking forward to it. I don't know about you guys, but I've been looking forward to this for months since we did the Family Feud show because I I want to learn. I I don't think I know all these ghosts. No. I know what they do. I just never knew that the name, the backstory, you know, where they went to college, you know, the resume. All that kind of stuff. <laughs> so I'm excited. I'm, I'm seriously. No, I'm really I'm excited to learn. So, guys, y'all take it away. Let it let, let it have it. Well, we dug deep. I mean, we really, really had to grab a shovel and get in there. How deep was it? <laughs> <laughs> it was all up in there. All up in there. All day and all night. All the deep. In there. And uh, just so you know, now this uh, list that we put together here. There are 999 happy haunts. You don't say. We might have missed a couple. Oh, <laughs> wow. I don't think so. We were pretty thorough. Yeah. But you can never tell when you're, you know, they, they disappear. They're hard to count. Yeah. Well, they you know, ghost, when you they're ghosts. Yeah, they're ethereal. They just so. don't stop moving. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then they disappear and it's kind of dark. You're like, come back here. Then they go away again. It's, it's, yeah. You yeah. go through there with a the little clicker to count numbers and you can't get them all. So yeah. we uh, I, like I use the Haunted Mansion wiki to kind of double check thing the Dune Buggy's website, mm-hmm. the Jason Sorrell book as well. Um, 
some stuff comes from Disney merchandise where mm-hmm. they've named these characters. Mm-hmm. Some of this stuff comes from comic books that Disney put out where they put oh. out backstories about these characters. Very cool. Different sources that we're going to get into. And I'll tell you how, as we go along. And for the most part, we kind of left this source alone uh, because we kind of wanted to be... If we're going to name them, we kind of want to be official with the naming. Mm-hmm. There is what they call the ghost. Was it the ghost gallery storyline that the okay. uh, the cast members kind of made? Oh up. right, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Yes. So the cast members have this whole haunted mansion backstory thing all worked out, and it's kind of been handed down from years of different cast members talking mm-hmm. to other cast members. Lore gets added. It gets disseminated amongst the guests, and and. By the way, they they talk some of this stuff into existence. Hmm. That's how we got the names of the hitchhiking ghosts. Okay. That's how we got Gus Ezrin. That's where it started was with this storyline. And Disney ultimately adopted it and embraced it. So I'm guessing that the cast members didn't get paid for these storylines. No, they did not get paid for these storylines, unfortunately. But they they had to add to the lore of the mansion, which I sure. think for them probably is better it's than priceless. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It lives on, yeah. It's- Tough to put that down, you know, for taxes. It'd be, so, nice, it'd be mm-hmm. nice to tell your grandkids on your deathbed, hey, see that ghost? I named him. And don't get me wrong, none of these guys have proper names. There was like the hairy ghost, you know? <laughs> it's like, oh, that's like that. I, I named that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what we did was we kind of combined all the ghosts from Disney World and Disneyland. And when I can, I'm going to kind of point out the differences here and there. Yeah. Okay. okay. So Disneyland and Walt Disney World. Disneyland about? and okay. Walt Disney World. We didn't include Phantom Manor or Tokyo Disney because we would be here for a long time. Yeah. Maybe that's another show. Yeah. That that probably is another show. So just to give y'all some kind of a background info as to what we're gonna do and where we're gonna come from. Excellent. Yes. And man, it sounds like a good time because you know. Yeah. I t- can totally trust y'all to take us through this journey. We're gonna try and take you. So through I'm excited. I'm excited. So anyway, all right. So you're already going to tour. Yeah, well, Let's I'm, do I'm it. anxious to know where we're starting. We're going to start in the queue. Oh, where else? Where else that's can a you good start? Place to start? It's a good place to start. You're just entering into the gate. You're walking into the queue of Walt Disney World because oh, okay, I was about to ask. Uh, yeah, which one? Disney World has a more extensive queue with a lot more guests. So the first guest of the haunted mansion that you're going to meet is these five bus in the man on the mansion cemetery representing the presumed builders of the haunted mansion mm. the dread family yeah y'all have all seen these guys i'm assuming yeah, right? yeah. Like yeah. some kind of riddle or whatever yes it's, there's it's, a mystery built in to those bus interesting and basically it goes like this you got uncle jacob dread birdie dread aunt florence dread the twins wellington and forsythia dread and cousin maude and then there's Maud. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. Is it's got the all these tough names in this Maud Dread. She must be a judge. Well, don't mess with Maud. <laughs> Each one of the busts feature an epithet that tells how that family member died, and a small item that might look like a decoration, but when you examine it closely, kind of provides you a clue with how you can unravel this murder mystery. Okay, okay. all right. Do you want to know what the mystery is? Yeah, I like, I like a little yeah. Agatha Christie. Remember last time we were there, we were looking at that too, and we're trying to figure out that puzzle. All right, so spoiler alerts. This is what happens there if you can't figure out the puzzle. If you look, each of them have a symbol on their the column. column. That they're there sitting you go. On? Okay. Each one has a symbol, and it kind of gives you a hint as to how the other one was murdered. Oh, so damn. Jacob was poisoned by Bertie. Bertie was shot by Florence. Florence was suffocated by the twins. The twins were killed with a mallet by Maud, and Maud went up in the flames after using matches as hairpins and falling asleep. 
Who uses <laughs> matches as hairpins? Yeah, hey man, them's a hard times. Mm-hmm. I guess so. How they must be those strike anywhere hairpins. Right. So if you look in the back of Ma's hair, you'll see the two matches. matches. Wow. So that's how it all worked out. Okay. And the so cheese she, stands alone. Yes. <laughs> but it's hot cheese, melted cheese. <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, that that's, is I have to go look at that bus now because I'm curious about the matches. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's back there. That's a rough start. That's a r- <laughs> So moving past the bus, a guest will immediately find two very familiar tombstones that read, in memory of our patriarch, dear departed Grandpa Mark. Any idea who we're talking about here? Mark Davis. Mark Davis. And Requisat. I'm not even sure how to say this word. Requisat. Is that Requisat? Requisat. 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 Yeah, one of those. Requisat. We'll go with that one. Francis Xavier, no time off for good behavior. And that is referencing... Xavier Extentio. Yes. Thanks. Ex- Extentio. Yeah, that's somebody exactly else right. Yes. So I'm glad I got that right. <laughs> legendary. He's legendary with this thing. Mark did a lot of the character design in the Haunted Mansion, a lot of staging of the scenes, and X did, obviously, the, the song and the yeah, script. Yep. So just to kind of get it out of the way, because each of these characters obviously represents a ghost that's in the mansion. Mm-hmm. We're going to go through the other Imagineer tombstones real quick. Uh, Master Gracie laid to rest. No morning, please, at his request. Who's that a reference to? Yale Gracie. Gracie. <laughs> Not everyone at once. Oh, Neil DeGrassi. <laughs> yeah. I love him. He's the one who worked with Rolly, uh, perfecting all the uh, effects that you see in the mansion. Uh, here rests Wathel R. Bender. He rode to glory on a fender. I love the guitar. That's <laughs> <laughs> a reference to Wathel Rogers, who's responsible for a lot of the uh, lifelike animatronic figures that you see in the Disney attractions. Okay. At peaceful rest lies Brother Claude, panted here beneath this sod. Claude Van Damme. Claude Van Damme. He said it. Claude Coates. Oh, that's yeah. right. Claude Coates. Claude did Claude a lot Van Damme. of... Claude You were close. I kind of like Claude Van Damme better than Claude Coates. I don't know why. It says, I'm Claude. I'm here to party. <laughs> here lies good old Fred. A great big rock fell on his head. Nobody? Can we get multiple choice? No. <laughs> yeah, the, your choices are Fred, Mark, <laughs> Fred Martin. and... Fred. It's a reference to set designer Fred Jorger, who mm. crafted many of the attraction models using planning and created a lot of the rock work that we've seen. So oh, that's wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great yeah, I remember rock him. fell on his head. Yeah. Yeah, that is. Oh, that, that makes sense. Because he made the rocks at uh, the Big Thunder? No. no. Well, that too, but um, at the, the swimming hole. Oh, uh, River, Country? River Country. Right. Or they were modeled after his work or something. I remember from River Country. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Because Lee uh, does research. Good job, Lee. Yeah. Rest in Thanks. peace, cousin Hewitt. We all know you didn't do it. Hewitt, do it, and Lewitt. <laughs> Hewitt, Lewis, and the news. And Packard. <laughs> Packard. <laughs> nope. And- Reference to WED's architect, Cliff Hewitt, who was the interior designer for the Haunted Mansion. Hmm. Ah. Interesting. All right. RIP, Master Sewell, the victim of a dirty duel. Sewell. Sewell. Oh. Ooh. Reference to Bob Sewell, who is head of WED's model shop and responsible for show installation. Oh, wow. Okay. Now, here lies a man named Martin. The lights went out on this old Spartan. Martin! Does he sound familiar to y'all, Martin! by the way? Just, what? All these two stone epitaphs. I mean, do y'all, yeah, no, I, I recognize these things. I okay. just never I never looked up a lot of them. Yeah, because he's an electrician. Yeah. Electrician. That's <laughs> yeah. not bad. And you know, Gail Gracie and Claude Coates. That's, a, that's I actually know a, lot of them. a good guess. Reference to Vice President of Design at WED, Bill Martin, who was art director on the mansion's exterior and grounds, as okay. well as the man who crafted the tunnels in the utility door. So there's some electricity down there. Oh, I'll take cool. that. I'll take that. 
In memoriam, Uncle Mayal. Here you'll lie for quite a while. <laughs> Mayal. I love those. That's uh, a reference to Chuck Mayall, who worked for WED as an art director and project designer on the Haunted Mansion. First Lady of the Opera are Haunting Harriet. Search for a tune, but never could carry it. <laughs> that rhymed. Oh, that was a good one. I like Harriet, that. Harriet Tubman. Clink, clink. Harriet Tubman. <laughs> way, way to go. Tubman. Way to go. That's the Underground Railroad. Well, I was going to say, run, right. run as fast as you the can. The Utilidor Railroad. <laughs> Somewhere in the Florida swamps. <laughs> Harriet Burns. How about free my ghost? That's it. Reference to Harriet Burns, the first female Imagineer at WED, uh-huh. as well as a model maker and scene designer. Uh, dear departed brother Dave, he chased a bear into a cave. Dave's oh. not here. <laughs> <laughs> Dave's not here. <laughs> what is it, Dave? Um, Davey Crockett. That would be a good one. Because there's a bear in it. That's uh, why I went with that. Uh, I know if he was a real person, that would have went in. No. What? Reference to model maker Dave Burkhardt, who not only worked in the Haunted Mansion, but 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea and the Swiss family Robinson Treehouse at Walt Damn Disney it, World. Dave Burkhardt. Mm. Dave. I got no Dave. Good friend Gordon, <laughs> now you cross the River Jordan. Lightfoot. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Gordon Lightfoot. Not Gordon Lightfoot. Gordon, Lightfoot. Gordon Gecko? Gordon Gecko. No, it's Jordan. Yeah, Jordan. It's Michael oh, Jordan. It Gordon. You know, Gordon. Michael. No, it's Gordon. Gordon. Yeah, he said Gordon. I thought he said Jordan. The I River Jordan. Jordan. Yeah. I, yeah, you crossed the River Jordan. See, they're tricking you up. crossed over. You it's see? Michael Jordan, see, because he do the sky dunk. All right. A reference to Gordon Williams, who worked on many of the sound effects in the Haunted Mansion. This should be an easy one. Dear sweet Leoto, beloved by all in regions beyond, but having a ball. Leo? L- Leota. Oh, oh. What? Oh my God. They're going to revoke our podcast license. I know. Say it together. Leota. We had to like send you like 12 Leota. tops of the Cracker Leota. Jack boxes to get it. Leota. Um, no. Oh my God. I don't know. Our reference to model and face of Madame Leota, Leota Toombs, who is an artist for WED. Oh, Leota While Brother Roland here reposes, his soul above one supposes. Roly Crump? Roly Crump. Oh, Very yes. good. Reference to animator two points. Nice, nice. He worked on a music. The only one I know. (laughs) (laughs) Drink a toast to our friend Ken. Fill your glass and don't say when. That dude was like to drink whoever kid is. Ken Burns. No, Ken Burns. That's Ken Anderson, Hmm. Disney writer and art director. He did a lot of the artwork that kind of set the scene for the mansion, uh, particularly the whole wedding concept. Hmm. Mr. Anderson. This is one of my favorites. Uh, a train made a stain of absent-minded Uncle Blaine. <laughs> Rest in pieces. Blaine Gibson. Blaine Gibson. Very yes. good, Kevin. Thank you. Yeah, ding, he's ding, the one who's ding, ding. sculpted the faces of many of the ghosts. Nice. This one just says, Campbell. He died in the falls, a fact notwithstanding, but the judges admired his form on the landing. Hmm. Campbell. Bruce Campbell. That's what I was Campbell thinking. Soup. Nope. That's a reference to Imagineer Colin Campbell, who created the conceptual artwork for the Haunted Mansion attraction, including the book that accompanied it, the story and song from the Haunted Mansion. Farewell forever, Mr. Freeze. Your voice will carry on the breeze. Paul Freeze. Yes. The ghost host himself. Yes. Ah, Okay. And then lastly, we have Thurl Ravenscroft, whose voice can be heard belting out the mansion's signature tune, Grim Grinning Ghost, as one of the singing busts. Laura Croft. Laura Croft. Laura Croft. We oh, haven't even name. we haven't even approached the uh, part where he's listed yet, man. Oh, sorry. All right. So, like, <laughs> I thought we, I was ready. But well, where's the joke. his name at? You think about Laura Croft? Uh, there's a musical mausoleum, and when you 
look at there's like instruments on either side and then in the middle of it you see a pipe organ very similar to one the organist plays inside the mansion and listed across the front of the organ is the word ravenscroft like it's the like the like the brand name like it's the brand name of the piano yeah, people like, see Wurlitzer or Baldwin or stuff like that. Right. Know. A lot of people are like, well, that's the organist's name. No, the organist has a completely different name. It's just like that's the brand of that's the, the piano. Brand of, that's yeah, the organ. piano he the, plays. The, the organ, organ he plays. Say, yeah. okay. And it spits. That's exactly it. So that is uh, that is the references that you see there in the Garnet Mansion. That's who all these guys represent. Um, so along the evil instruments that you're going to see is a one-eyed black cat that is both a tribute to the Edgar Allan Poe story, but also one of the original mansion concepts from Existentio, who did a, a script that they didn't use, where the ghost host would have warned of this unnatural one-eyed black cat. All happy horns, except for that unnatural and dreadful one-eyed black cat. Watch out for him. He detests mortals, especially happy mortals. So there you go. There's a reference to that black cat that should have been there, but didn't make it in. But now is referenced on that organ. Meow. Good job there. (laughs) (laughs) Also in the queue, you're going to find Captain Culpepper Klein. Do y'all know who this is? Say that three times Pepper fast. Klein? That, Cole Pepper Klein. Captain Cole Pepper Klein. That is Captain Dante. Is that the, that's a, the ship dude that's in the back? Yeah. That is the uh, mariner that the you mariner, see. The mariner, yeah, that spits water or has a right. crack. Okay. He's buried in the family <laughs> plot at the Haunted Mansion. She just said he spits out the crack. <laughs> I'm 12. Get your mind out there. I totally didn't it. even. Yeah. I didn't, we're, all right. we're professionals here. Come on. Yeah, just somebody said it. <laughs> Did you supposed to be looking for stuff to help with? Don't you worry about the man. Yeah, you're supposed crank. to help lead this along, not distract it. <laughs> uh, the, the inscription on his crypt reads, here floats Captain Culpepper Klein, allergic to dirt, so he's pickled in brine. He braved the sea in all of her wrath. But drowned on land while taking a bath. <laughs> I don't get you. That's a serious. I remember those like bubbles that used yes. to pop out, and then you'd hear like. And he's singing a sea shanty every once yeah. in a while. There are bubbles that are popping up, Ooh. and this is a reference to again a, a failed haunted mansion storyline that never went anywhere uh, by Ken Anderson, who huh, wanted the ghost host yeah. to be this old sea pirate. Hmm. And then they have a picture of him in the mansion, and we'll get to that a little bit later. You, there, you can find him in the mansion. Mm. So that is what this is from. That is why it is there. So they mm-hmm. had like certain story criteria, and if you didn't meet that, that's how it didn't make it. Is that kind of the? Well, I don't, and that's something we probably should have brought up to kind of begin the discussion. Is that there is no overriding story to the haunted mansion. I think that's part of the, mem- the the reason why the cast members kind of created their own one and they kind of tell it to people like it, but it, that's not the closest that you're ever going to get for a explanation for what the, the theme or the story of the haunted mansion is, is what Walt himself said, which is that it's a retirement home for ghosts. I hear that, that all these ghosts have come in here to retire because it's not meant to be one cohesive, seamless story. It is meant to be a series of experiences. So that is, Part of the reason why we've had people since then kind of obsessed with the mystery of the mansion, like who's that and what's the backstory and how did they die and what took place. Again, it's kind of like goes back to what we were talking about with um, when we're talking about Darth Vader. It's like when you ask me about the prequels, I'm like, once they start explaining stuff like that, it makes it's not as 
crazy. It's not as good. Yeah, I right. got you. The mystery is what you like, right? And, okay. and the mystery is what makes people kind of read their own stuff into it and kind of come up with their own theories, right? And that's part of the fun of it. And over time, as you get to see, some of that stuff actually makes it into it. So next up in the queue, you're going to encounter a two-sided tomb with books that slide in and out by themselves, where guests will encounter Prudence Pock. Prudence Pock was a poetess and writer who was buried in the family plot at the Haunted Mansion. The plaque on her crypt reads, here lies poetess Prudence Pock. That's she died to said from writer's block. <laughs> so she's, differently. Yes. She spends her li- afterlife in this crypt filling a book with poetry where she can't quite remember. She kind of asks the uh, the guests to kind of help fill in her poems. Ah. And there's actually like a, a, you can where you can interact with. They have like a, a, a spectrocom, which is a device that allows mortals to communicate with the dead. Uh, and supposedly the spectrocom was invented by R.H. Goff, which is a reference to Disney Imagineer Harper Goff. Um, so, so some of her poems include Al was not scared to go out in the rain. Too bad at that. It was a class five hurricane. Also, uh, one night on safari, crazy Franz Geiger tried to ride a man eating tiger. Uh, she also shares the same name as uh, Phineas Peapock. No word if there's any relation or not. Uh, but Phineas being one of the mansion singing bus, like we were discussing before. And she she also appears as a major character in the fourth book of the Haunted Mansion series, Memento Mori. In that incarnation, she is a once popular horror writer with many of her works being inspired by stories from the Haunted Mansion. All right. So that takes us through the entire queue of the Haunted Mansion. Again, we're talking about the Haunted Mansion in Disney World here. And so we're going to enter into the foyer. And I want to be specific. Again, we're entering into the Disney World Haunted Mansion because there is a very famous portrait here in the Haunted Mansion, which has inspired a whole lot of the fan theories of the mansion. And uh, again, some of this stuff has actually leaked out into pop culture mm-hmm. has become written about in books, lore, lore, mm-hmm. merchandise and whatnot. So when we walk into the haunted mansion, what is the first thing we see? The hallway, the, the room, darkness, <laughs> darkness. darkness. <laughs> the old dude that turns into a skeleton. Charlie Murphy. There you uh, go. Yeah. <laughs> The first thing you're going to see is Charlie Murphy. (laughs) Charlie! I'm just kidding. Yeah, the first thing you're going to see is the portrait that most fans take to be Master Gracie Mm -hmm. himself, because where else would a portrait of the mansion's owner be but right when you walk in? Right. And so a lot of people take that portrait to be that of Master Gracie, the master of the mansion. And it's also based upon the Yale Gracie tombstone that we just talked about that was outside Master Gracie. That's where the name comes from. That's what people assume. Oh, Master, he's a master of the mansion. Now, Existentio, who penned the epitaph, said the title of the master on the tombstone wasn't meant to imply that he was the master of the house, but it's a male that's too young yeah. uh, to be called Mr. So they call him master. Hmm. There you go. So that's where it originated from, but <laughs> there's nothing that supports. That there's nothing that supports it except the fact that people take it that way. They talk about it. And what do they do? They speak it into an existence. Huh. So in Disney's haunted mansion movie, Okay. That came out. <laughs> Did who saw this? Eddie Murphy's uh, Disney's Haunted Mansion. Yeah, I saw it once. And yes. Yeah, I don't remember. Okay, so the ghost that you meet who owns the mansion is called none other than Master Master Gracie. Gracie. Yeah. That's exactly mm-hmm. it. He's also considered to be the ghost host in that one because he hangs himself in the movie, and you see him hanging mm-hmm. because he loses his bride Elizabeth, who is 
Eddie's Murphy's wife in the movie and whatnot, and Lee's doing the <laughs> Fred Sanford heart attack. It's <laughs> a big one. I'm gonna tell you, dude, baby. Also, you have the Slave Labor Graphics comic series where the master of the house is named William Gracie, and he's a former sea captain. Again, they like to get that sea captain thing in there, just like Ken Anderson did, mm -hmm. uh, who hangs himself over the loss of his bride, Emily DeClaire. And that also, again, speaks into the whole idea that the master of the house is Master Gracie, mm -hmm. and the hanging ghost is also the ghost host. So the Master Gracie and the ghost host are one the same. And finally, um, where it all originated from was, again, Ken Anderson in the late 50s. His very first story about the mansion revolved around Captain Gore, a secret pirate who murdered his young wife, Priscilla, after she discovered the truth about him being a pirate, mm. and then, haunted by Priscilla, hung himself. Damn. That's so very family friendly there. Exactly. It's all grim. <laughs> over and over and over again in these side stories here that Disney uh, first is a concept of obviously, but the comics, the movie all lists Master Gracie and the ghost host as being one and the same. Oh, however, wow. however, some mansion fans believe that the ghost host and Master Gracie are not one and the same based upon a single portrait in the haunted mansion. Does anybody know this portrait? Kirk, Kirk does. does. Kirk is raising his hand. Kirk, why don't you answer? That would be the old man with the noose around his neck, the hatchet guy. Hatchet man. He's in the corridor of uh, doors off to your right he's, as you come down. He's got one huge eye and he's got this sneer with this long white hair. And Rick Baker played him in the Haunted Mansion movie. Huh. And yeah, he's got a noose wrapped around his neck that's cut. But, and because of that noose, people have jumped to thinking, well, maybe that is the, the ghost. The master host. guy. No, 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 the ghost house. Oh, the ghost house. They're still saying Master Gracie runs the mansion. But they're saying now, no, 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 no. Ghost host, Master Gracie, two separate people. Very confusing. Interesting. Yes. It's well, tough. You, know, you think that's tough. According to uh, Jason Sorrell, the Imagineer, he says the ghost host is the shadow cast in the music room that you see playing the piano when ding, you walk. The, yeah, ding, exactly. Ding, the, the jerky motion. Nah, I, don't buy, I don't buy that. I don't buy it. If you, if you run into place, you should mm -hmm. not be disappeared in your he's own house. He's a ghost, right. but he may not be the host. Right. Yeah. Well, now he's talking to you. He's leading the tour and he's playing the music. Isn't that considerate? He's a multi-purpose host. He's yeah. a multi. Well, you know, in Disneyland, they also have a uh, shadow guy playing the piano, but he's in the attic. And that can't possibly be the ghost host because the ghost host tells you that he has to go away right before you to go, go to the party. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So clearly that's not the ghost host, Sarah. So whether it's one of uh, the bride's former husbands, creepy we don't uncle, know. exactly. <laughs> the creepy right. uncle got locked in, in the, the attic. That's yes. where you put the creepy uncles. Attic, right there. <laughs> Could be the hat box ghost up there. You never know. Absolutely. So anyway, um, while Disney has no official position on this, most of the stuff that they've put out, <laughs> comics, movies seem to support this idea that Disney's embracing more or less Master Gracie, the Gosos are one and the same. And that portrait there is, yeah, that's a, that's the head of the house. It almost makes you want to get the rights to some of this to like make your own copies. Because Slave Labor Graphics is, is uh, old school independent. Slave Labor Graphics? Yeah. 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 That's what it's called. And yeah, then, interesting. They did a remarkable job. And there was actually like a ninth comic or an eighth comic, I think it was, that, mm -hmm. that never even got released, I guess, because not enough people were buying them. But I mean, right. I, it, I, that's I, crazy. I ate them up. They're independent. They, yeah, they yeah, don't yeah. have as much publicity as I've heard of them from being in college. It was black and white, I bet, right? Yes. That No, that was black and white. Yeah, that was their style back then. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So after you enter into the foyer and you see Master Gracie's portrait and he turns into an old man, where you go next? 
Didn't you the go to the stretching room? The stretching room. Yes. Okay. All right. So does anybody know the name of the stretching room portrait characters? These are some of my favorites. Alligator girl. Alligator girl. Uh, uh, the, the three wise men or whatever. Three wise the three men. amigos. Yes, the three amigos. Tightrope person. Tightrope. That's person. the alligator girl. The old the alligator girl. Okay. The old lady. Uh, yeah. Okay. The rose. The old lady with the rose. Who's the old lady with the rose? Madame Leota. No. no. All right. This is terrible. 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 All right. Let's That's let's, a bride. <laughs> no, terrible. Now terrible. you're getting there. It's a bride. It, it, that is the bride. You, your favorite guest star, Danny's favorite guest star. No, let's not talk about that. Oh boy, yeah, is that, that is that, that part that, of the uh, folklore that yeah, we have in here? Let's start with the tightrope girl, since that's who mostly all remember. Alligator girl. Yes, uh, she actually does have an official Disney name. Disney has named her. Hmm. She's been named more than once, but in the SLG comics, the tightrope walker is given the name Daisy Dela Cruz. Daisy De La Cruz. Daisy like De La Cruz. She was a sorceress and a tightrope walker for a traveling circus in the bayous of New Orleans. Oh. And she used her beauty and magic to lure men in. And Should be Delacroix. Delacroix. Instead of De La Cruz. De La, uh, she's from New Orleans. I see. Oh, Spanish, Spanish occupied New Orleans too. So Cruz is okay. Okay. So she'd use her beauty and magic and transform these poor souls into alligators, which she would use in her act Ooh. as she walked across the tightrope. So she's a local. She's a local. She's she automatically is. my favorite. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. And uh, it's heavily implied that the alligators uh, sought revenge and th- put an end to Daisy Dela Cruz. Mm-hmm. And uh, even in Disneyland on a few occasions, there was a tightrope tight walking character around the mansion taking pictures, meet and greets and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And they referred to her as Daisy Dela Cruz. So at one point in time, Disney was embracing the name. However, in recent years, Disney has officially embraced the name of Sarah Sally Slater. Is she still from New Orleans? Uh, not so much. Oh, I mean, it, it's not. <laughs> yeah, what's the point? She's now? from It's not exactly said where she uh, she hailed from, but you know, Florida has alligators too. She come from the night. <laughs> oh, she can be from Florida. <laughs> yeah. Florida, Florida, good. Disney's embraced the name Sarah Sally Slater. For short, Sally Slater. Sarah really didn't play that much of a part in it. But if you look on the uh, the ghost. Uh, spirit jars, the uh, host mm-hmm. of ghost spirit jars. They have a little, like a spiritual repose that reads uh, a dancer at heart with balance for days, caught up in a moment with a gentle gaze, raise a sharp teeth, wait hungrily below for the slightest breeze. It started to blow at the end of her rope. The crowd began to boo. All they found was a single pink shoe. (laughs) That's not like strip club. I went to two years ago. All right. So in the name on the host (laughs) jar says Sarah, Sally Slater. Uh, Also in the Disney Crossy road game, they call her Sally Sally Slater Slater. and the ghost post interactive game that they did, which I don't know if y'all remember that. That was like a very exclusive game. They did to like the first, uh, how many was it? Kirk? I can't remember. It was a small number of people and they would send these little, um, you had to pay so much money and they would send these little things in the mail and it was like the ghosts from beyond were like the, the Haunted Mansion was having a problem and this ghost uh, relations committee was reaching out to you to help solve it and they would give you these boxes and you'd have to solve these riddles. Hmm. And you would listen to this little story that they had through your cell phone with an app that you could. It's all on YouTube now. You can check it out. But it's really kind of cool. It kind of gives you a lot more backstory. And Disney put all this out. So this is official Disney lore now. Interesting. Yes. So Sally Slater is absolutely 
the name of the character. And her brother was on that TV show, right? AC? AC? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Okay, Christian cool. Slater. And she got a cousin. Helen Slater used to play Supergirl in the movie. Oh, okay. Sweet. Sweet. <laughs> well, I still like Dilla Cruz because she was from New Orleans. Yeah. <laughs> I like that name. I like the name Daisy Dela Cruz as well. And we did have that one as one of the ghosts uh, mentioned in the mansion. Oh, good. And that was an answer. Somebody oh, out there knows her. Uh, yeah, no, they were going to change her last name to Daisy Dela Cross the Rope, uh, obviously. She <laughs> Don't do cross the rope. Job. Yeah, she did do a good job with that. Nope. So next up is the orator. Orator. The orator. Who's the orator? Is that the old lady? No. <laughs> they got the, the little record box with the The man shell. standing on the dynamite keg. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's the orator, huh? That's the orator. He's a bearded gentleman holding a document while wearing only his underwear from the waist down and standing on top a lit keg of That's dynamite. That's how I want to go out. Yeah. <laughs> That's the man's way to go out there. You draw with dynamite. Strip down your skivvies and get blown up. Boom. The reason I called him the orator <laughs> is because that's the only real official title that Disney has embraced. If you go to Disney Crossy Roads, again, he's one of the playable characters there, and he's listed simply as the orator. Oh, I thought you were going to call him Mr. Happy Pants. Uh, no. <laughs> he's not wearing any pants. There. He's Mr. But he's Sons, happy. Sons pants. Sides, <laughs> Mr. Sides Pants. Uh, however, <laughs> uh, there was the deleted dialogue from an old version of the Ghost Host Spiel, also written by Exitensio, uh, where the dynamite guy was identified as Ambassador Alexander Nitrokov, an anarchist who came to Whoa. us with a bang one night. That's uh damn. That's more anarchy. Mm-hmm. That's dangerous. Anarchy. Anarchy. And well, you'll like this one here, Kevin. So uh, he, this character was also dressed in the slave labor graphic comics, and he was called Stephen. <laughs> Simply Stephen. Hi, I'm Stephen. Uh, who was a visually impaired eccentric, like think like a Mr. Magoo. Uh, he was a visually impaired eccentric living in New Orleans who gets invited to a party at Gracie Manor. However, he accidentally forgets to put on his pants, obviously. <laughs> That's a good party. Uh, That's the guy I want to hang out with. Because he <laughs> forgot to wear his glasses real Magoo style. <laughs> That's how Eli leaves most of his parties. Uh, <laughs> while looking for food in the pantry at the party, he unknowingly stumbles upon a Keg of dynamite. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How'd I get that? was a beer keg. There's no liquor coming out of the thing. Hey, what the hell? So he uses his candle and he accidentally lights a fuse and wow. there you go. So, depending on what you want to go with, Steven Alexander Nitrikov is mostly what a lot of the fans go with. But uh, according to Disney, he's simply the orator. And Disney's got something with accidentally blowing up stuff like the fireworks factory at uh pleasure island uh-huh oops. Yeah. sorry this dude oops dude where's my pants well, Never mind. It's classic disney until something goes wrong right oops, yeah <laughs> it's so graphic right it's so graphic you gotta blow up yourself while you're in your drawers Damn. i bet you it was a good time though before that so next up <laughs> <laughs> we have the quicksand men Ah, the three dudes. Oh, yeah. The three dudes. Now, this is one where, again, we, we've got some cast members lore about it, but not a whole lot in the way of identification for who these three are. However, I, again, uh, I love the slave labor graphic comic version of what these guys were. And according to them, the three quicksand men are presented as gamblers. <laughs> You're going to love this. They were named Hobbs, Big Hobbs, and Skinny Hobbs. Were they brothers? I don't believe they were painted as being a relation. Daryl and my other no. brother, Daryl. <laughs> yeah, that's the aliens. Yeah, so the Darryl. bookies would uh, go after Daryl and Daryl. I don't believe, uh, Kirk, maybe you can check in the book while I'm looking, but I don't believe they ever painted them as being related. I go for aliases. That's my vote. <laughs> uh, they were caught cheating at cards one night, and they had to rush out to the bayou behind Gracie Manor, encountering what they believe to be mud. Um, I 
so they played a, a game of cards to determine who had to carry the other one over the mud. Well, it turns out it was quicksand. Oh. So they all dang no, wait, sank the ground. So are the, all these guys from New Orleans, is that because the original place was in New Orleans Square? That's because, the, yes, the original oh, place was okay. in New Orleans Square. And so that's why they keep setting it in New Orleans. Because right, well, how else would they get there? And we crooked, apparently. Yes. <laughs> now, no, we well, just a lot of fun. You know, people, no pants, you know, quicksand. Quicksand, though. Got no keys, got Gators, no car, uh, got no, no pants. Um, got a gator right here. Okay, Mr. Backup. So you, one of my favorite uh, fan theories about this, though, uh, so you got the big big Hobbs, skinny Hobbs, skinny Hobbs. And, and then uh, Calvin and regular Hobbs. Hobbs, Calvin Hobbs, right. Is it regular? Uh, is it just Hobbs? Just Hobbs. Hobbs, big Hobbs, and skinny Hobbs. Hobbs and Shaw. However, some fans <laughs> have theorized that the guy sitting up atop wearing the bowler hat uh, bears a striking resemblance to the hitchhiking ghost known as Phineas or the Traveler, depending upon what you would. Bowler hat guy? Yeah, well. That kind of led a lot of other people to be like, well, then maybe the skinny guy at the bottom is a skeleton, Ezra, mm-hmm. and the guy with the big, bushy, gray mustache would. No, not Lee. Uh, Gus. <laughs> so there's a theory out there that, that perhaps that these were the hitchhiking ghosts. Mm. Because that's how they died. And that's they how they died, and yeah. they needed a lift back. That's exactly it. So I love that fan theory, by the way. That's kind of cool. Cool right. origin story. But it's ne- it was ne- it was never ratified. By never Disney ratified. Right. It's just a theory. The closest Disney has come is uh, by sanctioning slave labor cla- graphics to put out the story of the Hobbses. Okay. The so, origins. Interesting. Yes. Then we have the Black Widow Bride, who we spoke about earlier. That's the old woman sitting on the tombstone yeah. with the hatchet buried in the head of her husband, George, whose tombstone she sits on. Hmm. Try to get that life insurance policy. And so this one's confirmed because George is listed as one of her husbands in the attic. And he has the same big bushy mustache and everything. So it's generally accepted that the old woman is... Constance Hatchaway, the bride herself. Okay. Uh, and a deleted 1968 script by Exitensio, again, going back to that script, uh, the portrait is referred to as being Widow Abigail Pattycleaver. And the narration reads, Widow Abigail Pattycleaver, who was preceded by her husband. So nothing really special there. We know what it is. It's Constance. It's the bride. Mm. So she's been officially named as well. Cool. So now we exit out of the stretching room and now we're entering into our load area. And this is where we first encounter what is known as the Sinister Eleven. And the Sinister Eleven are like a group of haunted portraits whose eyes used to follow you as you move throughout the mansion. I'm sure you remember that. Yeah. They don't do it anymore. They become the changing portraits. Yeah. So oh, yeah, 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 yeah. that's what kind of what happened with us where these eyes that would follow you in that, that corridor mm. They were removed, and we got the exact same effect with the lightning striking and the transforming portraits. Right. And all these guys were moved into the load area mm. and a little bit beyond. So when you enter in the load area here, uh, you're going to see these guys. First the Sinister up, 11, you said? The Sinister 11. Okay. This is all going to be in the load area where you get into your doom buggy. Uh, first up is the arsonist. And the arsonist portrait shows a sinister bearded man in a brown hat holding a walking stick with a sack slung over his shoulder as he stands in front of a burning town. Now, originally, it was going to be like a changing portrait where they would transform into a werewolf. That was one of the ideas is that a lot of these were all designed to be changing portraits. Hmm. Then uh, there's Jack the Ripper. And he's based on a 19th century serial killer who roamed London, slicing girls up. He stands in front of a lamppost in a dark alley with fog (laughs) all around him, dressed in a high society like menswear, holding a knife. So definitely looks like Jack the Ripper. Or somebody trying to get on Tinder. That's what's up. Trying to get a date. 
Then there's Hatchet Man. That's the guy we spoke about before. The guy with the wild eye who is holding Hatchet in one hand with a cut noose around his neck. Then there is what they call the Witch of Walpurgis. The Witch of Walpurgis is presented in her portrait as a skinny woman with long black hair, a black hat, and a purple dress. She stands in a cave filled with skulls that are all stabbed with knives. Looks like the mom from uh, Uh, Prunzel. Yes. Tangled. Tangled. There you go. And uh, by the way, uh, she was originally going to be a changing portrait as well, and she would have transformed into a goat woman. Okay, goat yes. woman and werewolves. Goat woman and werewolves. I would take werewolf over goat woman. I, you, you know, you never. If you've never been with a goat woman, you don't know what you're missing. I'm just saying. You have to change your match.com <laughs> say, profile. What's it like? <laughs> it's pretty bad. <laughs> I like that. I like that. It was smooth. I did that. Dude. All right, next up is Count Dracula. You can see Count Dracula in there as well. I don't know if you ever noticed him out there. Mm -hmm. But Count Dracula, obviously based upon the villain from Bram Stoker's Dracula, his portrait shows a pale man with dark, slick back hair. He wears a long black robe, all that. He's even like standing in front of his coffin. Like he's in in a stone chamber right in front of the coffin. So there's him. Then you see the ogre. It depicts him as a large, stern man with like a long white beard. Kind of like Lee here. Mm -hmm. Unruly white hair. Your hair is very ruly. His hair's really, yeah. more not hair unruly. Than you, though. Really, uh, really crump. But what I love about it is that the ogre was intended to be a changing portrait, and it was going to be Rasputin. Oh, oh, okay. Rasputin. Yes, the Russian occult leader, and he like no, Rasputin had those eyes. I must yeah. break you. His eyes were just going to continue to expand and combine until he take became one big all-seeing eye. And I thought that was kind of cool. So now we're going to go ahead and embark on the ride. Now we're moving. Hanging on the staircase near the near the uh, floating candle opera on the staircase, mm-hmm. we're going to find April December, and this one was another one that she was known as April December, but she's officially been given a name by Disney. And again, I'm going by the the Crossy Road game. They call her the Muse, mm-hmm. and uh, she's a young lady in April who morphs into an old decrepit woman in December. She used to be in Disneyland's Haunted Mansion, but they removed her in 2005 and replaced her with their version of the Agent Man portrait, which is the Master Gracie portrait we have in a foyer. Now she's hanging in Disney World's Haunted Mansion, and she's by the wall of the staircase uh, right after the loading area. Okay. And then you get the couple. The couple. The couple. The couple is depicted in their portrait as an older couple from the late 19th century. And you'll love this, Eli. The couple's portrait was also intended to be a changing portrait, which would have the... Because the wife is standing behind the husband. The husband's sitting. The wife's standing right behind him. And the portrait would change and slowly show the wife's character strangling her husband to death. Yeah. No, I dare you try to stand in front of me in this portrait. How <laughs> dare you take the seat. Who do you, who do you think you are? I'm, I'm, the, I'm supposed to be sitting down. I mean, you think you can find some support. That's so you know you get choked out like in an MMA match. <laughs> um, then we're going to skip forward a little bit in the ride, just kind of give you an idea as to where everything is. Prior to entering the attic at the end of the balcony above the Great Hall, we're going to find the Opera Glasses Lady, also known as the Seer. She's depicted as a woman with green eyes and long golden hair. In one arm, she's carrying a black cat. In the other, she's holding up a pair of glasses which have lenses that resemble eyes. This is like the one-eyed black cat theory. Yeah, no, that one freaked me out for the longest time because you can hardly see it. Like when you pass and it turns you around, it's like mm-hmm. what the hell was that? Yeah, and like she's holding this these things and they, they they're eyes and it's kind of creepy that she's holding her eyes because like in the concept art she's like wearing all white and everything like that. So people kind of thought that she was like maybe the original incarnation of the bride. 
So which I could see, yeah. Yeah. You go oh, there you go again. So Kevin's got it right up there. And it's kind of eerie and flowy and cool. But yeah, I'm looking at it, it's kind of got like that uh the scream style it'd be, of painting. I think it'd be more creepy if you didn't see her actual eyes. I agree with that. You know that would I mean? be like, kind of, yeah, like, like the those glasses are her eyes. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like a hat box uh yeah. eyes. But when you look at her the way her eyes are kind of colored, I mean it could be kind of deceptive yeah. where they might not look like they're quite there, but or yeah, those could, like the glasses are real eyes, but those are mm-hmm. her demon eyes or something. Yeah, yeah. But you got yeah. ghost eyes. Well, you I'll tell you what, if you're not looking at clear, yeah. close at it, you, you can almost like at first I thought that she didn't have eyes. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I was gonna say. But we when have, I zoomed in, I was mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, there's her eyes. Yeah, we have time to look at it, but if we were actually there, it'd be like, whoa, whoa, you know, that's crazy. Her eyeglasses are staring at me. Oh, and I skip past the. I'm sorry, I skip past the Mariner. I think didn't I? Because oh, that's yeah, right yeah, above yeah. the library entrance mm-hmm. that we kind of covered before. He's the ghost sea captain who drowned at sea in the shipwreck, and according to uh, Ken Anderson, uh, you'll see him. He's a large man wearing a cap and slicker. He kind of looks like the guy from uh, Note You Did last summer. That's what I was going to say. He's okay. in, the, in the entry area, right? Uh, right in front of the library is what I believe. Like right, no, wait, yeah, right before you get into the library, like right, it, it's hanging above you as you as you enter. Right, okay. that's that's my memory of it. You know, they could have moved right. it. They moved. It wasn't the entry. And I remember last time I was there. Okay, right before you get there, it's hanging above you. Okay. Next, we get into the changing portraits now. So that's all the Sinister Eleven. That's okay. all eleven of them because the couple's counting as eight and nine. There's two of them. So that's the Sinister Eleven. And ghosts. just just um, so you we're not on the actual Doom buggy yet, right? Yeah, no, we're on the Doom. Okay, buggy. okay, okay. Now we have our changing portraits, and these are the the six paintings uh, that hang in the mansion. That you know they start off as one image, and then the lightning hits, and they transform okay, into something yeah. a lot yeah, more yeah. sinister. Yeah, yeah, that thing. Yeah, I always remember the Cat Lady Woman. Well, the cat lady woman is a very, very interesting one. We'll get to her in a second. Okay. We'll start off with the flying Dutchman. We're all okay. familiar with that. We all yeah. saw the Pirates movies. Uh, it's a clipper ship and the lightning hits. It becomes the legendary ghost ship, the flying Dutchman with the tattered sails on the stormy sea. Then after that, we have Medusa, who starts off as a pretty young woman, but then she turns into a gargan. And then you have the Black Prince. Now, he's named in the concept art as the Black Prince. Uh, he's a knight on horseback, uh, and both the rider and the horse morph into these glowing skeletons. But the name of the Black Prince uh, is a reference to Edward of Woodstock, who during the Hundred Years War was known as the Black Prince. Uh, he is notorious for sacking a French town in 1370 and personally slaughtering over 3,000 men, women, and children out of anger for having been betrayed by a friend who was native to that town. Wow. Damn. So, like, he just took out the whole town because some, yeah. yeah. You can't reach out to him and be like, hey, are you sorry? Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, sorry if something came up. <laughs> I mean, but to be fair, he did come back and make the album Purple Rain. So, oh, I mean, well, he made yeah. up for it. That's true. To some degree. That's true. Yeah, that's true. And he <laughs> plays basketball. Yeah, <laughs> apparently very well. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> now then, we have the cat lady who Kevin was referring to a minute ago. Let me see the cat lady. Let's look at the cat lady. Now Ooh. she's a beautiful woman reclining on a sofa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her. she's sexy. And so, what, what was cool about her? If you see it there, there's two cats that she transforms into. The top one was a panther, and the bottom one is a white tiger. Anyone knows why that might be? A panther, a black panther, and a white tiger. Yeah. Because she's owned by Marvel. <laughs> funny. That's funny. <laughs> it's not actually a bad guess. <laughs> actually. No. Uh, so originally when she would transform, it it worked because the picture uh, slowly morphed into that. But now that the effect is achieved by the lightning, and so everything has to be white mm. because now you're glowing. And so when they transformed her... The white painting on top of it that illuminates when, the, when that flash goes off, that 
It, it necessitated her to be white. Oh. oh. So that's why so she went panther. from a panther white to panther. white tiger. White yeah. tiger. White tiger. White tiger, black panther. But they both Marvel comic characters. Yeah. I'm impressed, Lee. You're stepping your game up. I like, I like that. There's, there you go. And lastly, of course, you have the Asian man. We just talked about him, but he's only in Disneyland. We see him in the foyer in Disney World. Looks and like Edgar Allan Poe. Yes, that's Master Gracie. Yeah, we he's uh, Dorian Graying it. Yes. Uh, so next up, we're going to enter the library and music room of the Haunted Mansion. And this is where you have to expand your mind a little bit because this is it's like you're taking another story that Disney put out about the Haunted Mansion. You're kind of putting two things together. Mm-hmm. So when they did their Haunted Mansion, uh, Tales from the Haunted Mansion book series, we're introduced to a character called Armicus Arcane, and he is the Haunted Mansion librarian. He's listed as one of the 999 haunts in the Haunted Mansion. And when you pass through that room, you will notice that the books are moving. <laughs> so it's like, like there's this invisible library, mm-hmm. you know, putting the books back, that kind of thing. So it's kind of a stretch because you, you don't really necessarily see a ghost there. You just see books moving. But that is where Armicus Arcane would reside. It might sound like a nothing character, but he's one of the ghost uh, spirits in a jar. Uh, and I think his epitaph, what did it read? The repose read, uh, our, honey- our mansion librarian is quite the book lover, has read every one cover to cover, cataloged every title in our collection, tends to them all with care and affection. Every first edition, his own memento mori. He'll even help you finish your own personal ghost story. That Dewey Decimal System is a b- <laughs> I mean, that man's working overtime in there for, for sure. So that is who we're going to go with. That is cataloging the books over there and moving the books around in the library. So Fair di- enough. didn't even think that there was a ghost in there. Now we've got a name for him. And it's official. Armicus. Armicus. Armicus Arcane. And I think he remarks like in the first tales of the, of the Haunted Mansion that um, like President Lincoln commented like, on, like, like he liked his spats or something. So that kind of gives you an idea as to when he would have been alive. So anyway, also, like I said before, you see the shadow on the ground, that musician, that according to Jason Sorrell is actually the ghost. So I don't know. Hmm. Uh, so then we go beyond the endless staircase, which was inspired by Kim Anderson's uh, artwork for the mansion. You know, like that uh, MC Escher yeah, stairs, kind of thing. right? Where you see the feet stuff. and everything like that. So this is where you're going to counter that beaked suit of armor that that moves every so often. And down the hallway, you're going to see a ghost holding a candelabra. And in accordance with the slave labor graphic comics, uh, this connects to the next part of the mansion, which is a conservatory. Where where we see our ghost that's trapped in the coffin trying to get out. Mm-hmm. And so these two guys are tied in together in the slave labor graphics comics. And this is actually my favorite story. Mm. And I, I think it's just so appropriate. And the story is entitled uh, blueprint for murder. And it shows a young Mr. Gracie who's hiring the architectural firm of Coates and Davis. Huh. You see where this is going already, don't you? He's hiring an architectural firm of Coates and Davis to design him a mansion, but he wants certain hidden elements like traps and secret doors, false walls, uh, hidden rooms, that kind of thing. So while they differed in personality, they were both exceptionally artistic and creative and smart people. So they divided the work between the two of them and the slow and steady Mr. Coates. He did the like all the detail work and. Mm And uh, Mr. Davis, he constructed all the like concepts that, that would help encapsulate the mansion. So by the time the mansion was completed, uh, kind of a, a professional jealousy had formed between the two of us as to who was the 
best designer, I guess you would say. Upon the conclusion of the construction of the mansion, they met to tour their new mansion together. And when they reached the conservatory, eager to prove that he is the consummate designer, Mr. Coates traps Mr. Davis in a coffin. Hmm. And sets out to make his escape holding his candle opera. However, Mr. Davis had the same idea because he had shown Mr. Coates the way to conservatory through a series of secret passages that only he knew the way out of. So lost in the hallways that never end. You can see Mr. Coates' candle opera. Oh, just searching in the hallways of the mansion, trying to find a way out while Mr. Davis, till this very day, struggles to escape his coffin. Which was worse? That's the trick. Yeah, that's right. Two architects, both prisoners of their own design. That was how I believe that they left it. That was like, I think that was like the last line of the story. And it was a great story. It was really well done. And whoever drew it, great likenesses of Claude Coates and Mark Davis both. And one more thing I want to point out in the library. What's that? One of the busts is, is of Aunt Lucretia. She also appears another time in the Haunted Mansion later on in the ballroom. Yeah. Lucretia McEvil. Yeah. <laughs> Lucretia is Luc- evil? Lu- Lucretia, not Lucretia. Lucretia. So that would be somebody different. Lucretia's tough, and too. Definitely not Latricia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she, she's sitting next to Shanene. <laughs> and Latricia. And she's also the star of one awesome-looking tiki mug from Club 33 that I'm not willing to shout that much money for. Oh, well, you I- won't spend money on a mug? How much money? It's I've seen, I haven't seen many less than four hundred dollars. Oh wow! Golly. I would not spend that money on the mug. I would. I would not. It's gonna be a damn looking good mug. Better come with four days of park hoppers. That's all I'm drinking that day. Hey, they're like, what you? What you got that mug by dinner? <laughs> so perching in the coffin of uh, yeah <laughs> of Mr. Davis is the Raven, <laughs> and obviously he's inspired by uh, the Edgar Allan Poe. Edgar Allan Poe's poem the same okay. name. Um, the uh, the Raven was actually intended to be the original narrator of the ride, and as you can tell, he's kind of omnipresent throughout the mansion. He appears in several scenes. Um, I like the Ravens, yeah. He was in the. He's in the. Um, so was that the same Raven? In different yes, scenes? that's the idea. I, I just always thought of there's just a lot of ravens. In it there. could be that there's a lot of ravens. I think that's what you kind of go with. But the original idea was that every so often you would encounter a raven, and, he'd and he would help. To you. Yeah, he would he'd help tell the story. story. He got yes. his flock, and you got to quote him never more. Never yes. more. <laughs> like he's in the seance room, the conservatory, the ballroom. He's outside the attic balcony. He's by a crypt in the in the graveyard. And the idea that kind of going what you were saying, Lee, uh, if you get the uh, the story and songs from the haunted mansion, uh, was that the ravens. Uh, uh, body uh, was possessed by the spirit of an old nag according to the ghost host. That's not like marriage. He then suggested that you be on your guard because it may want to better itself implying that (laughs) he might want to switch his bird body for a human body and the raven would actually openly mock the ghost host because it kind of had like a little rapport there uh, for hanging himself. Yeah. He would mock him for hanging himself uh, in the attic by crying or cawing uh, he chose the coward's way out. And I think, Kirk, you've got a clip of that. That's a cold ass bird. There seemed to be no this? roof. Some creepy stuff. That's what this the is. That's the story. Swayed, dangling from a taut rope. A black raven flew into the room and perched on the bookcase. So there you go. That was that's <laughs> the Raven. He was voice. It was almost going to be like, no, nah, 
dual kind of thing where the ghost host says something, Raven says some stuff. So there you go. Um, I like that. It's yeah. Like a little sidekick. I'd now, be pissed off if I was this dude. A little like, sidekick that gave reality. You remind yeah. me of this every day. <laughs> we don't hear that, right? In the ride, we don't. Or do no, we? you don't no. hear that. Was from the storybook version, but again, okay. there was cool, a version though. where the Ra- where the Raven was going to be a ride narrator. I actually would have dug that. Yeah, I, I would have. It was kind of cool. Well, there was also a version where you, you see all those bus that are out throughout the mansion, and the bus were going to just periodically come alive and narrate it. So again, but we didn't need a story. I'm like you know what? It's just a series of experiences. That's but some movie. fans have nicknamed the Raven Edgar. Go figure. Sure. Yeah. Original. Uh, but many cast members <laughs> at the Disneyland Disney World attractions refer to him as Lucifer. Dang, mm. they just went right for it, huh? Lucifer, yes. Or, or, or Iger. Or, <laughs> right. So now we're going to go through the corridor of doors, and these are the ones where the ghosts are coming in from either side. They're struggling to get out. And we see photos of a lot of the mansion residents, and go figure, all these residents that you see are all pictures of the various pop-up ghosts that we're about ready to encounter in the, the graveyard in the graveyard and formerly in the attic because i mean the idea there is uh obviously we, we did the story about mark davis and he was trapped by claude coast and that's why he's trying to get out but the idea at this point in time if you're riding in your doom buggy the ghost host is telling you about how these uh that the, these spirits are trying to cross over they're trying to come mm-hmm. and so you see the ghost trying to break out of the of the coffin and the ghost trying to come through the doors mm. that's the idea is that the ghosts are, are, are struggling to get out and boom we get to madame leota and she's going to be the one that sets everything free. So tambourine. Yes. Yeah. That one door that breathes freaks me out. Yeah. That would the, the grandfather clock that the spinning. Yeah. yeah, With the the claw that comes, it's like a devil's clock. And it's got like, it's supposed to be based. I've heard a couple things where it's based upon Rolly Crump's uh, museum of the weird stuff, but like, it's got like a a tail. that looks like a, like a devil's tail kind of thing. Yeah. Ours goes to 13 in Disney World, and the one, and I think in Disneyland goes, it only goes to 12. I think we're the only one that's good 13, but then you see a claw. Like yeah, a, the claw come across. Right. Yeah, right. Exactly. So that's kind of cool. So you can see the ghosts are starting to come over. It was funny. I was stuck there once. Oh, were you? Yeah, I kept seeing the claw go over. Oh, <laughs> like, stop. All right. So now we're going to the seance circle where we're going to find Madame Leota, who is portrayed by Imagineer. Leota. Leota Tombs. Leota Tombs. There he goes. Let Sorry, you redeem yourself. That was, that was, I started off with Lee and you finished it up. How did that come out like that? But. In the grand tradition of all uh, things, uh, female ghosts in the uh, mansion, for whatever reason, they pick a face and then they pick a voice. So where she is portrayed by Leota Tombs, her voice is Disney legend Eleanor Audley. Hmm. Okay. I like that name. Good yeah, name. she's the one who, who did. Else uh, is, who else does she play? Oddly enough, Maleficent. What is she and <laughs> and um, oh, what's I her like face? Uh, Cruella. No. No, 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 not Cruella. Hold up. Uh, that other bee lady? Oh, not coming to me. Who is it? Lady Tremaine. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, I wouldn't have remembered that one. My bad. Yeah. Lady Tremaine. Wow. wow. What? That woman. Damn. So when it comes to piecing together Madame Leota's past, we kind of kind of step outside the mansion a little bit, and we're going to start off in Disneyland, and, and we kind of had this over in Disney World for a while, but once we got Memento Mori, didn't really need it, but you remember that Vardo that was parked outside of Disney World that is yeah. now parked over the... Okay. Yeah. 
for those who don't know what a Vardo is, it's a caravan wagon uh, commonly associated with uh, Romani people, gypsies, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. That wagon is was Madame Leota's wagon. And it, it's used to kind of sell her talents as a medium in the late like 18th to 19th century. And the signs on her cart outside of the Disneyland Haunted Mansion proclaim her to be a psychic medium who performs seances, crystal gazing, magic spells, and parlor tricks while also brewing potions and selling mysterious tomes books whatever there have you uh the vardo is actually based on the concept by none other than our favorite imaginary roly crump uh who did it for the museum of the weird didn't necessarily do it for this but they adopted it madame leo's past is also expanded upon outside the mansion in a shop called memento mori which is said to have been madame leota's home until either her death or upon moving into crazy manor because the idea being is that since her tombstone is placed in such a prominent spot right outside the mansion that she must have been somebody important and as kirk is going to get to later on she actually had her own boudoir in the mansion oh and you you see that when you're in the servants quarters that madame leota had a boudoir so A boudoir. So at some point in time, she moved from Memento Mori, which was her shop, over into the mansion and stayed there. Uh, The shop is located in a small village found along the Hudson Valley in upstate New York and was originally built sometime in the 1690s after Madame Leota fled her original home in Salem, Massachusetts. Go figure. (laughs) Due to the witch hunts. hunts. The witch trials. Uh, the shop was built a short distance away from Gracie Manor and was stocked with occult relics from uh, regions beyond, such as a, a camera that's capable of spirit photography, an enchanted mirror in which Leota is said to occasionally appear, and it's got several potions, bottled spirits, and spell books. Mm-hmm. Also in the shop, Madame Leosa appears in the portrait, which depicts her holding a skull while standing in front of a table with tarot cards, a crystal ball, and a book is alongside of a, a black cat and, a, and, go figure, a raven. Hmm. Now, in the Slave Labor Graphics comics, Madame Leota is a wandering Roma gypsy who comes to Gracie Manor offering to use her powers to quiet the unruly spirits of the mansion. She attempts to make amorous advances on William Gracie. That's the first name we give him here, uh, but is rebuffed and does not like it. She does not know. Uh, so she con- Wait a minute, she comes on to him or he she comes, on, comes on to him. And he's like, nah, dude. He's like, nah, not, not having it. So I got this crazy wife. She's going to hatchet me in the head or something. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, her contact with the dead connects her to the vengeful souls of Gracie's former crew, who reveals that he was once a pirate named Captain Blood. Again, we're back to that Ken Anderson pirate storyline. Leota uses this knowledge to fool Gracie into thinking she's cleansed the mansion while secretly summoning the ghosts on the day of his wedding to his bride, Emily DeClaire. That's another name for the bride in the haunted mansion now obviously disney chose to go with constance hatchaway and we know that's her name mm. but this is a slave labor graphics just kind of set up a little bit of the backstory of madame leto because we only have one uh the ghosts end up killing emily uh and gracie strangles leota to death in an act of revenge though she died in the midst of a seance meant to summon the dead causing the eventual discovery of the mansion by wayward souls looking for a home so she opened up the portal. The ghosts all came. Gracie hangs himself because he's upset. And Leota's soul becomes bound to her crystal ball. And despite this, she doesn't even realize she's died. <laughs> she only thinks she's in a heavily psychic trance. Hmm. So that is uh, how <laughs> Slave Labor Graphics uh, gives us the story of what happened to Madame Leota. The only thing we know for sure is that she lived 
by the haunted mansion probably moved into the haunted mansion and she did a lot of psychic stuff that's a hell of a trance when you can't see your body your head just floating you don't even see your feet <laughs> i always liked how she says ringing a bell ring, yeah she ring, creeps ringing a bell. she's creeps me out she always did enunciates that guys we hope you enjoyed that part of the magic Away podcast in which you learn about some of those ghosts be sure to check out part two on our next show where you're going to learn about even more ghosts in the haunted mansion so magicarway.com is the way to go where you'll find a lot of our past episodes and more you can get in touch with us with show magicarway.com where you can leave a voicemail via your speak pipe widget or call or text us at 1-815-MOWEEKEN that is 1-815- Mo weekend six six nine four two two six, and of course we got a couple guys do things outside of the podcast. First of all, we got Eli. Eli, tell me what you got going on, sir. Uh, of course, uh, you know the story. It's all about the glory. You can go to IvoryComics.com and check out the artwork that I have for uh, Project Gation, Savages, and the Bali Be Damned. Uh, there's blog posts and interviews, and of course, a link to this podcast so you never miss a beat. Uh, I can be found at Facebook as well, so Eli Jiry, Facebook.com. You can find me there. If you're a real person, cool. If you're a bot, then not. Uh, Project Geisha has a Facebook page or facebook.com slash Project Geisha. Uh, Instagram, I can also be found at EIV504. And of course, uh, Twitter, I can be found at Hancock10166. So if you appreciate the madness, then I'll keep bringing the gladness. Thank you very much. Awesome. And if you want to book a vacation to visit any of the haunted mansions in the United States or in the world, maybe, you can do so with our very own Ligas. How you doing, Lee? Tell oh, me what you got. Did, how, how to do this with you? That lovable cuss. Yes. Yes. <laughs> murderous cuss. Uh, just call me at 832-431-1621. That's 832-PRUDENCE-TUPAC. P-R-D-N-S-C-E-T-2-P-A-C. PAC. Yeah, PAC. 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 You can email me at Lee at MagicRWay.com. Check out the Facebook page at facebook.com slash Travel. That's L-A-S-T-O-V-I-C-A travel. Uh, you can also check out the Instagram at you got a friend in Lee Travel. Do any of that and we'll get you hooked up and booked up with no Halloween Avika. Of course, if you want to support the show, you can do so through the following ways. You can buy some beignets. You can also buy some clothing from a shop. And the easiest way is to leave a rating and review an Apple podcast or wherever you download the show, whether it's Stitcher, Blueberry, Google Play Music, etc. And also support our partners in podcasting over the BS Podcast Network. Uh, their motto is, we speak our minds so you don't have to. And if you want to have a place to freely speak your Disney mind without fear of retribution, join us in the Moeekin Pleasure Island 33 Facebook group. There you'll have a chance to interact with all the famous Moeekins, as well as Danny, Eli, Lee, yours truly, and Officer Moeekin himself. Officer Moeekin, speaking of which, thank you for coming back up. Oh, we appreciate no problem. It. It's always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. And the lovely shirt you're wearing today. Yeah, it's very sporty. Yes, it's very nice. And guys, of course, we thank you also for taking the time out of your day to listen to us and making us a part of your Disney fan life. We appreciate you and love hearing from our listeners. All opinions are always welcome to the Magic Army podcast. So get in touch with us today. So my weekends, ladies and gentlemen, we say Quaharini. My name is Kevin. I'm Danny. Magic out. I have every intention of eating those bananas for breakfast, but I still somehow end up with Peppers. tacos. Peppers ghost.
Hey folks, this is Lee from the Magic Our Way podcast. And while I'm booking all those magical Disney vacations, I'm listening to Mad Hatter Radio.